last week, Leif uh, made a point about the Sunday readings that we get in our masses. And he said that, you know, sometimes we only get part of the story. And that's, that's what happened with our first reading today. Who's naming? What's going on here? He washes himself in the river seven times. Why? Well, here's the story. Naaman was the commander of the army of the country called Aram. Aram at that time was a pretty good-sized country. And he's the commander of all of the military forces. And he's got a skin disease. Now, in our, our reading, it says leprosy. Um, I saw from footnotes that the word in Aramaic means skin disease. doesn't say leprosy. It might have been leprosy, but not necessarily for sure. But anyway, he's tried everything, and nobody in the country seems to be able to help him. And he hears about this guy over in a little country called Israel that, that heals people. Well, I, I want to go see him. So he goes to the king and asks for a little time off. And he tells the king why. And the king, oh, and so the king writes a letter to the king of Israel. Saying, here's my army commander. Take care of him if you can. So Naaman gathers up all of his forces and his chariots and his wagons and his soldiers and his servants and heads off over to Israel gets there, goes to the king, gives the king the letter. The king reads the letter and says, oh, I, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm really sad. I, how can I help you? And somebody off on the side, one of his servants, well, what about Elisha, the prophet? Oh, yeah. So Naaman goes over to see Elisha and his wagons and his chariots and charioteers and all of the people and his soldiers and his guards. And they get over there and a servant comes to the door and says, go down to the river and wash seven times and then come back. And Naaman, what? A servant telling me what to do? That's not going to happen. I'm, I'm general of the army. Know, and he stomps off all angry. Well, he stays around in Israel for a short time, and as he's there, he keeps hearing stuff about this Elisha and what a holy, holy man he is. Oh, well, maybe I better do what he says. So he does, and that's where our reading starts. He goes down to the river, he washes seven times, and he's cured. So he comes back up to, to Elisha and he thanks him and then he tries to give him some of his 660 pounds of silver. How much would that be worth? 6,000 gold coins. He brought all this with him to, to buy whatever cure he needed. And Elisha say, no, it's a gift from God. You can't buy a gift. Oh. Okay, so now, then we go to the gospel. And so Jesus is traveling from Galilee all the way up in the, the, the north. 
And, and he's coming all the way down. He's going to get to Jerusalem. Um, and he goes through one village after that. He comes to this one village. And as he gets ready to go in, here are ten lepers standing way back over there. Master, Jesus, have pity on us. And Jesus sees them, sees they've got leprosy and they're excluded from the community. And he says, go, show yourselves to the priests. So they do, they head off. And as they're going along their way, they get cleansed. Suddenly the disease is gone. And one of the guys realizing it says, wow, and he runs back to Jesus and says, thank you, and he praises God. He was a foreigner, an immigrant. Hmm. What about the good, loyal Jews? Well, they kept on their way. Okay, what's, what's the message in these two stories? Well, one of the messages is this. So we pray to God and we ask for help. Naaman certainly did. These guys all did. And what happens? Nothing. Until we do our part. We've all had that experience. You know, Naaman, is, God's not going to cure him unless he does what he needs to do. These lepers are not going to be cured until they do what they need to do. Go up to the synagogue, find the priest, and, and, and get cured, you know. And they are. That happens in all of, all of the situations that you read. Um, God doesn't just do things because we ask him to. And you've all had that terrible experience more than once, I'm sure. God, please solve it, fix it, cleanse it, clean it, make it okay, please God, please God, and nothing happens until we get to work. And then things do happen. Good example, addiction. And so the alcoholic, the drug addict, the gambler, whoever, you know, God, cure me, God, cure me, God, cure me. Nothing's going to happen. If you're an alcoholic, go to AA meetings and start doing what they tell you. If you're a narcotics addict, drug addict, go to Narcotics Anonymous. If you're a gambler, go to Gamblers Anonymous. Do what they tell you and miracles happen. You get cured. If I do my work, God works with me and helps make it happen. You know, I broke my shoulder. Oh, Lordy God, fix it, you know. Well, okay, I'll fix it if you go to the doctor, get the operation, wear the dumb sling for three months, do your physical therapy, and guess what? God cured me as long as I was willing to do my part. That's what we need to remember. God doesn't do it just because I ask. God will do it if I ask and if I do my part. 
My whole prayer life has shifted once I learned that. Now my prayer is, oh God, what a mess. Hey God, what am I supposed to do? How can I help? What can I do? That's my prayer now. God ain't going to do it unless I do my part. One other thing to remember. Just because I ask God for something doesn't mean God's going to give it to me. God may say, no. It's not good for you. It ain't going to happen. Well, how do I find out what God's going to tell me to do? Oh, well, I talk to my neighbors. I talk to my doctor. I do my research. And, and, and there, slowly, the answers come. Here's what you need to do next. Okay, now do this. Now do that. Oh, and the miracles happen. And we've all experienced them. You know what I'm talking about. We just need to remember that God isn't going to do it until I do my share.